be my favorite song we've ever done and we continue to bring it back seriously because it brings joy to me I love it love it love it so give it up for that band one more time come on let them know hey listen here's the deal I grew up in church where most of the time we sang from the hymnal anybody know what I'm talking about where's my old people at all right so I'm not against that at all it's just occasionally you like to have a little fun you know get them drums going and everything but I'm gonna take you back are you ready I'm gonna take it back let me find my number here okay uh, please stand. I'm just kidding. You don't have to stand. Oh, turn. We used to say turn over to page two. Which was turn over to page 157 as we begin today with We Bring a Sacrifice of Praise. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. You put the vibrato on it, makes it sound better. Lord, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you. Everybody's like, hold on, stop, stop. Anybody grow up singing that? Come on, anybody know it? That song came out in the mid-80s. And you would find it in your hymnals, and the title of the song is Sacrifice of Praise. The guy that wrote it lived in Dallas, all right? Good morning, North Dallas. How are y'all doing? Well, trust me, Sacrifice of Praise. We're going to need a sacrifice of praise to get through that. Cowboys lost. Get over it, Justin. Move on. All right. But this guy lived in Dallas. He was actually in the traffic of Dallas-Fort Worth. And the hymn, the song came to him, and he got home, got to the piano, and wrote this song out. We bring the sacrifice of praise. It was based on a sermon he had just heard earlier in that day. And many times what we forget is that the men and the women who wrote these songs that we sing are just like me and you. But they go through circumstances and situations, and God will speak to them, and they begin to write down what they're going through or what their feelings are. And it becomes an anthem. It becomes something that you sing, whether it was growing up in church or whether it's something you hear on the radio currently. That's what happens. But I want you to know this Sacrifice of Praise song is where we're going today. We're going behind the music. That's the whole idea. And this song comes out of Hebrews 13, 15. This was one of the passages that the pastor spoke on the morning that the guy heard the song, began to write it out, that God spoke to him. And it was based on this simple scripture. I'll put it on the screen for you. It says, let us continually offer to God. That was a heavy Bible, wasn't it? <laughs> the, let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise. Well, you go, it's a little bit of a weird phrase. When you hear sacrifice of of praise, it makes me go, what in the world are you talking about? Because sacrifice is difficult. It is a challenge. It is something that pushes you. On the other hand, praise is much easier. Now, I thought through how to give you some illustrations to help you understand this because you hear these songs, you think about the titles, you really walk through. Sometimes you just sing them and you don't really think about it. And I want to challenge you with this whole thought process, sacrifice. You all know, if you were to define it in an easy way, it would be sacrificed, it cost you something. 
So if you're talking about sacrifice, I think about in my life, kids sports. Has anybody raised a kid going into kids sports? Let me hear you out there. Where you at? Come on. And you go, Justin, what do you mean? Well, in my life, all three of my kids played soccer. So here are my beautiful children. And the only undefeated season is when daddy was coach right here with Emma. Come on, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. But they're both Hannah and Ian played at Benton. And I'm going to just tell you something. One thing that I learned, number one, is it costs you some money if you're in kids' sports. It is expensive. It is part of the sacrifice. The other thing I learned about soccer is the games were longer than I anticipated. And the worst thing above everything else is soccer is played in the winter, okay? If you want to know about sacrifice, if you want to know what it means when I tell you it costs you something, this is now what parents are doing to watch soccer right here. Now, if you go, what is that? It is so cold, so windy, so rainy that when I would go to these games, I didn't have this little pod like all of these cool parents. And we just sat out in the cold and the rain. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever done. You know, why am I out here? But I'm like, oh, it's for my babies. It's a sacrifice. And then you've probably seen Chick-fil-A. They actually came up with not just this. They came up with the walking. You've seen this? They could actually, when Chick-fil-A was going through all the rain and everything is going on and they're taking your order standing in line, now you see these guys. So if you're going to work and you're in a rainstorm, forget your umbrella. Get you one of these little pods. And then because COVID is still going on, if you go to the office next week, tomorrow, whatever it is, look at here, right here. You can just take you a pod anywhere. So I'm like, man, not only can you use it in soccer, you can use it each and every place that you go. These are all legitimate. This is true, all right? Well, I go back to my experience. Why do we go through all of these sacrifices? Because we love them. You love your kids. It costs you something, but in the long run, you're going, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sacrifice because I care about them. Now, let's go to praise. A little easy definition of praise. It is your response to something that benefits you. So, for example, me, I have four dogs. I am trying my hardest to train my dogs to bring me my beverage of choice. For example, this would be awesome, right? I'd be like, hey, if I can train them to do this and they bring me, you may have another beverage. I'm praying for you. But if you may have another beverage. They come in. I go, good dog, good dog. Why? Because now they've brought me something. It is something that I am praising them for because it benefited me. Also, for example, if you're raising kids or your grandkids, when they get good grades, you see those report cards, what do you do? Oh, you did such a good job. You're praising them because their good grades help your stress level out and help them get tops and pay for college. Can I get an amen out there on that? Those are the things that you praise. Or if you're in work, in the work environment, and you have someone that is meeting their goal, they're actually their sales goal, you praise them. Why? Because the company benefits from that and everybody celebrates. It's like it's easy to praise when you're winning. When we win, it's not a sacrifice to praise. I mean, you get this, right? It's like, hey, man, that's why the phrase, when we started with, we bring a sacrifice of praise. It's like, no, man, if you're winning, it's not a sacrifice at all. Dog brought you what you needed, you know what I'm saying? Your kid get tops, you know? Daddy gets a new boat when the you know, company wins. You're like, man, this is awesome. Well, now let me just move now over into your relationship with God. The same thing happens in your relationship with God. We love to praise God when we win. This is the whole idea. It's like, man, I'm easy. I'm easy when it comes to, hey, man, God, everything's going my way. I got a good health report. I got a raise, man. My husband's acting right. I know y'all out there, women said, thank you, Jesus. 
You look like, oh, everything is going my way. So then you just raise your hands or you're like, oh, praise the Lord. Everything's looking good. But then if you look a little closer at that Hebrews verse, there's a little more to it. All right? Continues on. Hebrews 13, 15. Then let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise. So it's now, wait, 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 wait. So the whole idea is I'm going to praise, and this is my translation, no matter what I am going through. See, the real test is when things are not going your way, will you still praise God? Now, for y'all that don't know and you didn't tune in and you didn't watch TV, let me just go ahead and give you my life in a nutshell when it comes to this right here. This is the 10-year challenge for me. Do you think I was praising the Lord when all this happened? No, I was struggling. I was cursing. Pray for me. I was in a bad place. This was like, how many years have I got to keep doing this? And you go, well, Justin, what did you look like? Here's my face. This is exactly what I look like. <laughs> it is difficult when things are not going your way to praise. But boy, if they had won, I'd have been up here dancing. Oh, some of y'all watched the Bengals. You're like, whoa, Joe Burrow, you're excited. Football is just another example. But then it's the same way, like if really, seriously, your job is good, your health is good, your relationships are good, you're like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's not a sacrifice at all. But then when you look at the full verse, it's saying, no, look, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I don't know if you understand this or if this is kind of like going over your head a little bit, but I'm going to just keep it real. When I see this scripture, it is very difficult in my life and most of the time when I see my friends, even those on staff with me, to be in a state of continual praise and sacrificing to make that happen when things are not going our way. I mean, we had COVID go through the office this week. So multiple people are down, their kids are down. We don't just go, man, praise the Lord. There's nobody here to help. Praise the Lord. Everything's just still challenging. No, we're going, how long are we going to keep doing this? And we begin to whine and we begin to complain and we begin to get our heads in the wrong place. Our teams don't win. Man, we begin to whine, we begin to play, and you kind of drag in. Spouse is not acting right. Kids' grades aren't what they thought they'd be. You begin to just kind of spiral but here he is, it's like, no, 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 regardless of what's going on, I'm asking you to sacrifice and continue to praise. And how you're going to do that is by giving thanks. You're going to go back and go, hey, man, when I want to tank, when things are not going right, when I'm beginning to get frustrated, I've got to go back and begin to be thankful and go through a list of being thankful. Well, I ran across this video and many of you probably have heard of the band. There's a band called Casting Crowns. The lead singer, his name is Mark Hall. So if we're going behind the music a little bit, I'm going to take you behind the music because he wrote a song that's more popular than We Bring the Sacrifice of Praise back in the 80s. He wrote a song called Praise You in the Storm. Now, I wanted you to understand that when you hear the song on Caleb or if you hear it on the radio, and you go, oh, man, that's a great song. Well, you got to understand why he wrote it you got to understand what he was thinking about. you got to understand how difficult it is to praise you even when it's not going your way. So without me talking further about it, I'd rather Mark explain it and give you a little inside information on how do you praise when it's not going your way? What does that look like? And are there any lessons for us to learn? Watch. 
as I was growing up in my worship and growing up in my prayer life, I, I started seeing things that I, I realized were missing. I started seeing that my worship was kind of conditional. Like when things were going good, my hands were in the air like this. Things were going bad. I'm like, it's like this. I would just shift on a dime. And it, it began, I began to see that it was less about God being worthy of my worship. And it was, God, are you worthy of my worship today? You know, are you blessing me enough? And that's, those are things that you would never say out loud, but that's what my life was saying. I could see that, I could see it in me. And I felt like in our church and, in, and around me in the Christian world, I felt like it was just this overwhelming thought that if you just love Jesus, all your problems are gonna go away. And if you just say that out loud enough, speaking this is just gonna make it great, it's gonna be awesome. And I just knew, because I live in the real world with real people, that's not the way it works. I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen. We pray for healing, but healing doesn't always show up the way we want. And when you're a pastor and you're, and you're walking people through their journey, you can't just talk about happy things all the time. You gotta live life. You gotta deal with all of it. And I remember wondering like, what, what, is, what happens when, when God doesn't come through the way you want him to? Because that's happened for me. What does worship look like in that moment? And I'm sitting here reading the word, uh, you know, finding things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and be joyful always. And it didn't, didn't hit me for years that the guy that's saying this is saying it from prison. He's saying it from the darkest point in his life where he knows he's probably not gonna be around much longer, but he's encouraging you. What does that look like? Because I know that wasn't in my life at the time. You never left my side. You know my heart is torn. Oh, I will praise you in this storm. We met a family because of a little girl named Erin on the road. Uh, and Aaron had cancer, and we walked through cancer with this family. Uh, the emails and phone calls and visits here and there, and I got to see what worship looks like in a storm. When you're praying for God to come through one way, um, and He comes through a different way, and seeing what that looks like, and that God is worthy of my worship no matter how my situation is today. Uh, that's what birthed the song, Praise You in the Storm. I remember telling Aaron, that I was writing a song for her. Um, and I remember her telling me she couldn't wait to hear it. And, uh, and she went to be with Jesus before the song was done. Um, and I think the way God has used that is that God has used the song, Praising the Storm, for so many people. Um, not to tell them if you just love Jesus, everything's gonna be great. But just to remind them that Jesus is great no matter what happens. Jesus is with you no matter what happens. Jesus is worthy of your worship no matter what happens. And that is a storm uh, that I find myself in since then, going through my own cancer and understanding, God, you have the power to save me the way I'm praying. But if not, either way, my hands are going to be in the air to you. Erin uh, taught me about worship, and she's got to teach a lot of people since then through the song, Praise and Storm. Y'all give it up for Mark Hall right there, giving you a little inside information.
when you hear a song and you understand uh, the pain, the difficulty, the struggle. I don't know if you heard him or you caught it or not, but he also was diagnosed with kidney cancer. His own battle of walking through cancer and seeing children die of cancer. All of these things mess with us. And it's very difficult in the darkest, most challenging times to go, Lord, I'm going to praise you. And that is where we get this idea of it is a sacrifice to praise. And how do we get there? You begin to be thankful. You push yourself to be thankful no matter what is going on. Well, this past week I had a literal experience of that happening in my life where I ran into someone that was literally praising the Lord, being thankful in a very difficult circumstance. The picture I'm putting on your screen is of Mike and Sherry Roach. And Sherry, they are an amazing couple. They've been in Simple Church forever. They serve. They're in a life group. They're just constant givers. The next picture I think we have is of her actually when we did the Do Good Donut Day. Sherry went out to the fire stations and Mike and them. They're just amazing, amazing people. But now Sherry is in ICU this morning. Some complications from COVID that everybody's like, ah, no big deal. You'll be all right, have now led to her being paralyzed from the waist down. And they can't understand it. They told her that if she's a one in a million case. And so what I expected going over there is my mind, what would I be thinking? How would I be acting? What would I be walking through? And when I walked into the hospital room and Sherry is laying there, she can't move, her legs are all messed up and her spine is swelling as a result of the immunity system fighting itself and they're trying to figure all this out and the doctors don't know because we've never been here and they're working through all of these different tests and as soon as I walk in her smile lights up the room and I'm like Sherry you okay she said yes Justin oh it's so good to see you and I'm like she's high <laughs> she's like no no I'm, I mean I'm, I'm not let me tell you being in this hospital bed has been a blessing to me like <laughs> do what I am so thankful. She began to tear up with tears of joy going, Josh, I can't tell you what the simple church has meant to, me, meant to me. I can't tell you how it's changed my perspective on life and how we've always been about serving others and giving to others. And now God put me in this position, in this hospital bed, to love and serve on every nurse that comes into this room. She said, I tell you, just sit down here on this bed and, and let's pray about it. What, what can I do to help you? What are you going through? And she told me of one particular nurse who just broke down and cried. And Sherry is ministering in the midst of one of the most difficult, challenging circumstances you will face. Nothing she did on her own. Her body now is reacting to the sickness she is in ICU. She is battling. But in the middle of the battle, she's bringing the sacrifice of praise. And how? By thanking God for all the things that she has been blessed with. I thank God for my husband. I thank God for my grandkids, my kids. I thank God for this church. I thank God for you. She's trying to encourage me. I'm like, hey, Sherry, I'm here to encourage you. Just sit on back. Nope, that's not the way it's going to work. I want you to know. What it's meant to me? What's going on? And I'm thinking, man, could I do that? So I want you to know, Sherry, if you're watching this morning or Mike, if you're watching because they're just faithful, you did it for me. You set the example on what you do and how you live out this 
relationship with Jesus because it's not going your way. But yet there you are being faithful, thankful, and praising God all the way through. And to praise God in horrible circumstances, and you probably already figured this out, is absolutely a sacrifice. It is that moment where it pushes you to go, all right, is it all about you? Oh, no, it's easy to praise him. When it, well, thank God it hadn't been me. And thank God that's not, thank God my job's good. Thank God I got my kids are good. Thank God everything's going my way. It's kind of easy to do it then. But man, I had not witnessed someone in that circumstance or situation be so full of joy and so full of praise and so full of gratitude as I did just being in that room with Sherry. I would ask you to continue to pray for her because they still don't know and she's still in ICU and they're trying to figure it out. And we need God to continue to show up. And what she said was, Justin, I'm here because God needs me to be here and he's going to use me here. And I'm like, yes, I get that. But God, I am praying that in your timing that you would heal her, that you would help her. Because I'm telling you now, she is in a good place. I'm the one, maybe other family members are going, all right, Lord, help us. And as I look at scripture and as I look at examples over and over of people's lives, whether it's Mark Hall or Sherry Roach, I can think of so many others. I'm drawn back to the scripture and this is one that jumps out when you talk about a praise, a sacrifice of praise and the lessons that we can learn from it. This is in Acts chapter 16. This is a story of a couple of guys in a pretty tough circumstance and situation. The judges of the town sentenced them because they in their minds thought they were doing wrong because what were they doing? They were trying to do the right thing. They were trying to bring honor to God and take care of people in that community. And here he is, the judges went along with the mob and had Paul and Silas's clothes ripped off, ordered to a public beating. And after the beating, black and blue, they threw them into jail. Here these guys are trying to serve the Lord, trying to honor, the God, honor God, and man, it is not going well for them. They're beaten up, they're stripped naked out in public. And in the midst of it, thrown into a jail, it says, tell the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guards, right? So there'll be no chance of escape. There is no hope, no chance of getting through it, no chance of getting out of it. Dude, you are done. But there they are. After hours of this mistreatment, in the dark of the night, about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. See, this is a sacrifice of praise. Man, I'm just going to keep on singing to God no matter what happens. I'm just going to keep on praying, keep on having trust, keep on being positive, keep knowing that he is at work and I can trust him. That is a sacrifice. And in the midst of it, guess what happens? Are you ready for this? As they're singing, the other prisoners could not believe their ear. Next screen, please. The other prisoners could not believe their ears. So what do you mean? Well, could you believe it? I couldn't believe it when I saw Sherry and I'm like, I don't believe this. They couldn't believe their ears. And then without warning, a huge earthquake and the jailhouse rocked. For all the Elvis fans, ba-boom. <laughs> and in case you have forgotten, go ahead and go ahead and stand on up. Go ahead and give them a little music. Give them a little taste of it, not just the picture. The rock, That's what Paul and Cyrus wrote. Everybody, let's rock. Come on. Lay it on me, Daddy. Oh. Can you imagine this moment? This is like back in the day, man. They're in there. They're singing their songs. They're having a great time. And the jailhouse rocks. 
And look at what happened, Acts 16, 26. And the, every door flew open and all the prisoners were loose. One translation says they were freed. And here's the thing that I thought about. Freedom is found in the sacrifice of praise. Man, if you feel like the weight is on, you feel like, man, I just don't know how I can get through it. You've got to sacrifice and praise. You've got to start writing down all the things you're thankful for and go, God, I thank you for every bit of this. I don't understand this over here, but man, I trust you and I thank you. And I'm going to give you praise no matter what's going on. Romans 12, 1 says it like this, surrender your entire body, everything that you have, and surrender yourself to God. Be his sacred living sacrifice. God, it is a sacrifice every day. I'm going to give my life to you, no matter what my circumstances are, no matter what the situations look like. Because then when I do, it becomes a genuine expression of worship. Not fake, not walking through it, but it's like, man, in the middle of the struggle, in the middle of the difficulty, I'm going to keep praising you. And in the midst of that moment, your sacrifice of praise can help free other people. I was in Walmart, standing in line trying to get some chicken one day. This is the truth. This brother walks up, man, this black guy, he comes up and he is just fired up. All the people are grouchy because anytime you're in Walmart, you're grouchy. Can I get an amen? amen. Seemed like everybody else is grouchy and I was just trying to not be grouchy. This black guy comes in and he goes, man, what a good day this is. He starts clapping and I'm like, the chicken ain't that good, bro, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. He goes, hey, man, what's your story? Hey, man, how long you been here? What's hey, listen, and everybody's just kind of, some people are still grouchy. And then God's going to speak to me really right then and go, man, look at this guy. He's in his work clothes. You tell he'd been out digging ditches, man. He's covered in mud. It was cold. He was wet. He's just, man, hey, I'm just so thankful. He grabs his chicken. He said, man, I hope y'all have a good day, man. I thank y'all, man, for letting me cut in line. He was picking because he really waited his turn. Walked out praising the Lord. And guess what? In that moment, it did begin to loosen everybody up a little bit. You couldn't help but change your perspective and see things a little bit differently. I'm going to go back to Acts 16, 26. When I put up there on the screen, all the prisoners were loose. They weren't singing. But because someone else was faithful, because someone else was bringing the sacrifice of praise, it began to free everybody that was even close to him. Think about this. This is why when we talk about singing, this is why when we're talking about being disciplined, it is a sacrifice at times to stand up and go, man, God, yes, you're good. My circumstances aren't good, but you are good, and I trust you that. So, man, I just praise you, God. Thank you for what you've done in my life. And in those moments, it begins to free you from all the junk you're carrying. I thought, man, how in the world can I make it even clearer? How in the world can I drive it home and give you another real tangible illustration to walk out here with? Well, I ran across this as I was searching, preparing for the message. You know, I like to put videos in and pictures and all this stuff just to try to keep you awake because I understand how you Y'all had a long week. Things are going on. You're like, man, come on, keep hitting me with something because, man, I can just zone out if you ain't careful. Well, hang in there because you're going to need this next one because this next one is a great example of freeing everybody around you. This is Zach Williams, great new artist in music. He's got a little Stapleton feel to him. If you like Chris Stapleton, country music, he's kind of got that vibe to him. If you're looking for somebody to kind of listen to and kind of go, man, I need something to kind of encourage me and help me get through. Well, I found one for you. The name of the song is called Chain Breaker. 
if you listen to K-Love, or, and I know not everybody does, you don't listen to Christian radio, but if you happen to do it, you may hear it occasionally. But what I want you to listen to is the lyrics, and I put the words on the screen because, you know, he's gravelly. He kind of roughs. So you may, what did he say? And I wanted to make sure you understood it. But what I would challenge you is as you listen and as you read these lyrics, I want you to watch where he is. I want, to, I want you to watch who's singing. And I want you to watch how a sacrifice of praise frees even the most bound up, restricted people that you could find in our culture. Because Zach gets it. And he knew what he needed to do. And I pray as he sings, we can learn and watch from the whole circumstance. And I'm going to pray for you so that as we kind of go into this worship song, it's not anybody on stage or it's not somebody live singing, but you can worship just the same by going, all right, God, prepare me. So, Father, I pray as we watch this next song, whoever's in this room, man, struggling with the weight of the world and they feel like they're bound up, that they would be freed by their praise, that they would get to the place where they could sacrifice and say, God, my work's bad. My family situations are bad. Man, I got health problems. My, oh, I can't even go through all the list. Lord, you know what all is going on. But Lord, in the midst of all of that, I'm going to find a way to point to you, to look to you, because you are the one who breaks the chains. You're the one, God, who heals the pain. And I will worship you as a sacrifice of my praise. God, please heal me, help me. Help me get my head right. Help me to get my heart right. As we listen to this next song, God, speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Come on, y'all, give it up for Zach Williams in the prison, man, singing it out. When Open Eyes uh, would play music, occasionally I can think back to a few times where we would go into like some teen challenge situations, or maybe it's a home for kids, or, and I can be straight with you when I say, the worship's at a different level because you ain't got nothing else. I talked to one of my friends this week. He was, he's been in prison, made some decisions that were not wise. And I said, man, I'm going to play this video at the end. And you see these guys that are praising and lifting their hands and crying and walking all this. I said, walk me through a little of that. He said, man you don't understand when you have nothing left when your freedom's gone when there's no family there's no friends when you realize your choices put you in a situation that have taken everything away from you all you can do is fall to your knees broken because he's all you got and this is why I say what I say today. All of us in this room have been through some pretty rough times in the last two years. Some of you rougher than others. Sometimes it's job stuff. Sometimes it's health stuff. Sometimes it's relationship stuff. And you've been tempted just to say, man, I'm done with it. I, I, I ain't going to listen to him. I'm, I'm throwing it away. And some of you have given up on God, given up on church, and maybe somehow this is your one Sunday, you walk back in going, all right, God, I'm, I'm coming back. I need, I need you. Let me give you some really good news. Is he don't give up on us. And as my friend was talking in prison, he said, man, let me tell you something. He said, I knew that he was with me. He said, he never left me. I'm the one that left him. And when I got put in that situation where I was driven back to my knees, I said, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you never give up. Let me tell you something. He don't give up on you either. And you're not in here by accident. You're not watching by accident. He has a plan for you. And he has a love that runs deeper than we can ever imagine. And he is the pain taker. He is the way maker. And so you can't get lost and hung up in all the other junk, man. Go down and begin to write all the things you have to be thankful for. Yeah, you may be going through some struggle, struggles and some difficulties. But man, write down what you're thankful for. Because here's what I've learned. A sacrifice of praise comes from a humble heart that has been purified by fire. Are you in the fire right now? Are you tired? Do you feel like you're losing? Have you been humbled to the point that, man, maybe you never thought you'd been in this situation? Well, then it's time to praise him. It's time to trust him. When you pass through the waters, Isaiah said, I'm going to be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they're not going to sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, 
you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I want you to notice that as I listed that scripture, you can go back and download the notes that are on the app. Why would I want you to do that? Because over and over it says when, not if. When you go through the water, when you go through the fire, when you have, listen, it's coming for all of us. But he promises not to leave us, not forsake us. He's going to get us through it. I can't thank you enough for being here. But here's my last challenge. My life group, we got together this past week. The ones that couldn't make it. Some of them were sick. Some of them couldn't be there. It's still going around. I said, here's a sheet of paper. On one side, I want you to write down everything that stinks in your life right now. Keep it real. We did as a staff the same thing on Monday morning last week. I said, write it out. Complain to them. Just tell them everything that you're mad about, frustrated about, whatever it is. Keep it real. And on the other side of that sheet of paper, I want you to write everything that you're thankful for. Force yourself to walk through all the stuff that's happening and then force yourself to go, I got a lot to be thankful for. And in that moment, you will see that a sacrifice of praise can set you free and the family around you and the friends around you. But you just got to be disciplined enough to go, I'm going to look at it through your eyes, not my own. Would you pray with me? God, I know that when I wrote out my list, when I think about the things that frustrate me, when I think about the things that get me down, when I think about the sherries of the world that are in their circumstance situation, God, I'm also reminded of, Lord, the joy that I saw in her eyes. I am also reminded that when I turn the page over and I begin to write all that I'm thankful for, that list is much longer than the things that I complained about. Lord, I pray that as we walk through and learn with the discipline of sacrificing and sacrificing to praise you, what it really means, we would look at Paul and Silas. We would look at these prisoners in this video that we've just seen from Zach Williams, that we would listen to Mark Hall and understand that, man, we're not alone in the journey. And not only do we have family and friends that can relate, God, more importantly, we have a Savior in Jesus Christ that stepped into the mess that we're in so that he could say, I can relate. I have been there. Don't you give up. Because we have a God who overcame the grave. We have a God who overcomes and is the one who gives true freedom. And Lord, it's not through religion. It is not through just going to church and going through the motions. It is through leaning on you, depending on you, and running to you. And when we have nothing else, God, I pray, God, that we would see you standing there, faithful, loving, forgiving, fresh starts available. Somebody needs that today, Jesus. I pray that they would just cry out to you in that quiet of that moment. Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I need you. God, I'm broken. I'm hurt. Jesus, help me. Save me. Change me. Help me to get my fire back, God. Help me to get my trust back. Help me to keep leaning into you and not to what I see and not the circumstances that surround me. And Lord, you promised to hear them and to help them. I thank you, Jesus, that that's who you are. I thank you, Jesus, that you've done it for me, that you've doing it for the people in this church. Heal them and help them, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can I get an amen somewhere? Come on, one time. Here's what I want you to do, though. Please, if you have that list and you're writing down the things you're thankful for, share it with people around you. Send it an email, post it on Facebook. Do all the things you can to show others because your sacrifice of praise might just free somebody else. Don't just keep it to yourself. Let others hear it. Let others see it. Hey, this is what I'm thankful for. Why? Because this world needs it. Sherry, Roach, Mike, I'm praying for y'all and so many others that are in the same situations. No, you're not alone in that. Share it with us. The pastoral care team, please let us know how we can help you, all right? I love you. 
If you prayed to receive Christ, man, let us know about that as well. Say, dude, that was me. Email me. Put it on there. Download the app. There's a communication card. We'd love to hear from you, all right? Until next week, what do we love to say, y'all? Peace, and I mean it. Have a great week.